Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, January 8, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? How about a reversal day at hand? And guess what? I noted this on Twitter this morning. It was an on-time type of situation. Put out at 8.30 or 8.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mrs. Market has an on-time situation. Did they take enough air out of the balloon to recock the bull weapon or recock the gun? Apparently so. What is an on-time type of situation? It's in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. It's taught in detail and the reasons behind it. Last week, they were issuing what I like to call a fake-out operation by the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew. Looked like they were going to give up the 20-period moving average, back-tested it, put in an on-time type of situation with a sign and or signal of a trend change. How about decreasing volume on the way down? Is that bullish or bearish from a market behavior perspective? And that isn't necessarily bearish if we had accelerating selling and increasing volume. That means that you have institutional participation. What we had, and we discussed it last week, was a pullback in an uptrend situation. Well above all the moving averages, here's your weekly chart. The trend is your friend until it's over. Now let's go back to something that we discussed in late December Before the turn of the new year, we said, hey, are markets going to make a new high? And some of them already did. But is the S&P going to make a new high before the end of the year or into 2024? Obviously, it didn't do it before the end of the year. It's still on the table. The trend is your friend. Whether they do it within this week or next week doesn't really matter. But new highs are likely coming. Now, I would get out your sticky notes for this one. I'm going to give you a possible schematic. A, they could just keep running up and make a new recent high and go from there. And that's not the possible schematic I'm referring to. The possible schematic I'm referring to is where this is actually part and parcel to somewhat of a fake out operation today. And the market doesn't really get going in terms of new highs until the second part of December and beyond. Pardon me, second part of January and beyond. Now, we're not going to do anything in anticipation for that. That's not what's happening now. I'm just saying next week, you have regular way options expiration week. You also have some shorter term cycles that really culminate, not necessarily yet, but several days from now, maybe into next week, the end of this week, into options expiration week and that being the case that's when i would be really looking for a more solidified bottom if that's going to happen just put it on the sticky note put it on the back burner we'll take it day by day candle by candle what else do we have on the docket this week we have the cpi the ppi the alphabet soup situation can markets move on the alphabet soup absolutely Do we care about the numbers? Absolutely not. We don't care what they manufacture in terms of the fake numbers. All we care about is how the market 
reacts to whatever the numbers are. And if the market's trading to or headed to a destination, we may have the ability to hop on board. If the market is trading into one way or the other, a particular number, we may have a counter trend rally or a counter trend move on our hands. Either way, we react to what the market is doing based on the numbers, not to guess what the number is going to be and then guess how the market's going to react based on what that guess of a number is going to be. We don't do that. Let's give a further refresher of what happened on this little bit of a downturn slash pullback operation into Friday. What happened was they got below the 20 period moving average on the daily chart, but when you look at a few other charts, they came into the 50 on the four-hour chart and put in a sign or signal of a trend change down there. And guess what? On the two-hour chart, they came into and were supported about the 100-period moving average on this 120-minute chart. So it depends on what chart you're looking at. Obviously, maybe not obvious to everybody, obvious to a lot of people. The larger time frames, the bigger time frame charts are going to be the more dominant thing. And even while on the daily chart that got below that 20 period moving average, that's just a moving average. It's an average. But when they got below, what did they do? They put in a sign and or signal of a trend change where in the vicinity, not at the low, but in the vicinity of the lower portion of the breakup candle. I would have liked to see him get a little bit lower personally. Doesn't matter. They flipped it today and that's what you have at face value. Let's talk swing trades for a minute. Lazy swing trader. Here's the latest results, things that were closed out. In this particular glance over at the page from December 14th on. Now remember, the market was climbing into the latter part of December and it came down the first part of January. So we had a mix of shorts and longs. A couple of losses on the shorts. They were a little premature. That's okay. We had plenty that paid profits. We have a lot that are still open, but that have a risk-free, emotionless trade on our hands. Why? Because we've already taken our profit. For example, look at the top one, AMD. So that hit a profit target today. That was picked up as a long on the way down meaning the market was on the way down. Look where it entered, January 2nd. And now we can't let the remaining portion of the trade go bad on us. We have a risk-free, emotionless trade. Stops have been moved up to at minimum of where we entered the trade. Can't let the remaining or trailing portion of the trade go bad on us. It's a risk-free, emotionless trade. We play the market on both sides, up and down. You see the longs and the shorts in the third column over. And we'll just leave it at, we're doing just fine. What about inside the numbers? What I'm going to do is highlight a few important things. I'd like you to read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to double check the work. You'll notice here, if there's going to be a rescue case, Mrs. Market needs to first get above Friday's close. We'll call it 468. This will open the door for a bounce up to 469.15, which is both magnetic and overhead resistance. 468, up a little more than 10 bucks on the ES or a dollar on the SPY, up to 469.15. We think better in pictures, right of the vertical is today's activity, and you can see the 468 is the lower blue trend line, and you can see they found resistance at 469. 
So you can just imagine what I was saying in the live room when they found resistance at 469 and started eating time off the clock. Listen, they're eating time off the clock. The first phase of resistance is they stopped going in the direction they're going. So did we have some traders that had a short scalp from there? Absolutely. Did they come down and give you the base hit? Absolutely. So that was item number one that I wanted to highlight. Something for everybody. Traders wrote it up. Traders shorted 469.15. Something for everyone. Once they start closing candles and pushing above 469.15, and you can almost envision what was already in the notes and what I was talking about in the live room, that's going to open the door to another leg higher. In the notes, we had a flip side situation in the zero dark 30 notes. We didn't need that. So we'll go up and see what was that next leg higher. Well, we certainly don't need it at 8.30 in the morning. How about 471.15? That was a resistant zone, that dollar span there. Once they got there, that's a target. It's overhead resistance. Once they stayed above, guess what? Later on, we called this the bull slash bear pivot. It's bullish above. It's not so much bearish, meaning they can pull back below. 470.15 was basically the bogey for the rest of the day. You'll see that on the board later. And what did they do? They climbed and actually had a trend day pretty much all day long. They happen once in a while. They don't happen that much, but this was a melt-up situation. It was a squeeze that morphed into a trend day situation. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. You'll see it's all in there. There's your base hit with potential. That was a short scalp. Now, if they're going to push higher, the next big place for me is 470. This is transpose 15 overhead resistance. They got above, they came back to it. They tested it. They tested it. They stayed above and then they went. Now watch this. I gave you additional numbers in here above and this is for later, the just in case or above 470.15, they go to 470.85 and then 471.20, give or take. And there's your 471.20, have a little bit of a pullback, right back up, start closing candles above, setting up for the next leg higher. That's the way it works. Resistance is resistance, but that doesn't mean they're not going to go higher. It generally means they're going to at least stop there any time off the clock. What type of information do you have each and every day to work with from a market perspective, from a reading the tape perspective? Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. It's all in here. It turned out to be a trend day today, so it's not really a trader's tape as the morning and as the day goes on, as things get quieter, they get into float mode, melt up operation mode. So if you were long, you could ride it. Other than that, you're a spectator. What about stocks on the move? We had a few on the board today. A couple hit their numbers. A couple did not hit their numbers. We're going to take a look at the ones that did. The ones that didn't are off the board. There are no trades. We'll take a look at Alaska Air and Excel. We had the whole Boeing situation with the door flying off. And note to self, added reason not to fly if you don't absolutely have to. Windows and doors flying off, bolts not tightened enough on an airplane. Can't make that up. You would think that's part of the quality assurance program. Alaska Air was on the board. You saw that one getting a buzz cut at the open. You also saw 3561 as the entry put on at zero dark 30 this morning. And you could see what happened. Low of day happened to be exactly 3558. 
missed it by three pennies, meaning they spiked it by three pennies. They didn't miss anything. And then they took off like a bat out of hell. You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride, getting a haircut at the open. They're headed for a destination, found destination, reverse back up in the other direction. Nice trade. We had pretty good participation around the horn in this one. How about Excel? So this was the first number on the board, 2047. But look how much lower they went. But wait, there's more. They opened below that number, so that number doesn't exist. It's not on the board. There was your zone, 2011 and 1957. They spiked it. They reversed back up in the other direction and gave you another rocket ride. Also participation around the horn in Excel. We've got something for everybody. Are you a participant inside the numbers? And if you're not, may I ask one simple question? Why not? What's going on over in Camp IWM? So they hit the 205.55, give or take area. They pulled back from there. That was a stone cold short from a couple of weeks ago, if you remember, before they got there. There was a gap, closing below the gap. That's no good. They fought the gap. They had a nice rally today. Where are they headed for this break down candle high. The high is exactly 197.67 on a relative basis against the S&P 500. The IWM is weaker. Look where the S&P is on the daily chart in relation to their all-time, not all-time, recent highs. And then you've got the IWM. Look where they are in relation to their recent highs. They came down a lot more in percentage terms. Nice bounce today nonetheless. Resistance on the underside of the 20-period moving average. Weekly chart, above all the moving averages, trend is your friend. Can they still come down? Absolutely, just because we have a one-day bounce doesn't mean there can't be down days. After all, what's tomorrow? It's Turnaround Tuesday. What about the folks down at the Transportation Department? Well, they didn't yet get down to my number, and guess what? That number is still active down here at 15.3, as long as they stay below this breakup candle low. If they get above this breakup candle high, sorry, breakdown candle high, I get confused. That's what happens when you're on live TV. If they get above this breakdown candle high and into and above the 20 period moving average, then this is off the table. But until then, they're still making a bearish, wedgish, bearish, flaggish kind of situation. Nevertheless, it was a nice flip around today. They were weak around the opening bell. Even when things were trying to rally a little bit, transports were struggling. They had a nice turnaround, finish up almost 1% on the day. A lot less than the spiders, a lot less than the Qs. However, and by the way, a lot less than the IWM. However, up nonetheless, just some relative weakness against the other markets. So it's a puzzle piece. It's of note. Q's, on the other hand, up over 2% today, powered right through the 20-period moving average. Trend is your friend until it's over. Weekly chart, firmly in an uptrend, nothing wrong with this. Look at this breakdown candle high on the weekly chart, 406.09, get above that, and they're off to the races, going to challenge the old highs, the former highs. Above that on weekly close, of course. And what do we say about the financials? If the financials aren't unraveling, there's nothing wrong with the tape. They didn't even get to run a test of the 20-period moving average. Financials are a big part of the overall everything, the market, the economy, the whole ball of wax. If the financials are shaky, 
Other parts of the market get shaky real quick. If the financials are strong, that's a canary in the coal mine telling you that this thing's not going to unravel. There's a difference between an unravel and a correction. We were in a pullback slash correction situation. And go back to the videotapes from last week. We were saying it all week long. This isn't new. Big day for Smash Mouth, a la AMD. We just showed you before. Semis had a big day today. NVIDIA, SMH, AMD, and others. You had a news item or two. You can pick whichever one you want relative to the semis and say, hey, that was the reason. We don't really care what the reason is. What we care is, did we identify a sector where money would be rotating into? And the answer is, yes, we did. We had AMD on the swing trade list. How you doing? How does it know? How does the algorithm know in advance? Fantastic question. Hey, by the way, if I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.